Hey, this is Kiran Agrawal from the Sparkling Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Daphna Robon with us. Yeah, after year, readers of 425 Magazine and East Side Lifestyle Magazine that highlights Northwest excellence has uh, voted Daphna as the best realtor. She has also won a Platinum Award, Gold Award, President's Award, Leading Eagle Award, and countless others, which make her one of the top realtors in Seattle, Washington. So let's welcome our today's guest, Daphna Robon. Daphna, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here. You have no idea. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. So please tell us, Daphna, how did this all started? Can you tell us what was the story behind you becoming an entrepreneur? Well, you know, it's kind of funny, actually, how it happened. Um, and it started, you know, do you see this mug, University of Pittsburgh, and then it says, make love, not law review. So for those of you who don't know, um, law review is like the top 10% of uh, the law school class. And you can either grade on or you can, you know, you can write on, you can submit. So I was not a law review student. Well, I happened to have a summer job in between my first and second year of law school working at a firm. And they had these same mugs. Um, but for University of Houston, which is where I was at. So I came back to Pittsburgh and I thought, I'm going to make these mugs and I'm going to sell them at the law school. And, uh, and so that's what I did. And it was great because like a lot of the professors thought it was the greatest thing, you know, and so selling these mugs kind of, um, kind of uh, got me into it. And then what happened, so that was like my first bug. And then I worked in uh, corporate America. And I ended up quitting. Uh, my parents had um, health issues and I quit. And after that, I thought I'm never asking anybody else for vacation. I'm never asking anybody else if I can get off to go to a doctor's appointment. I'm going to be my own boss. Um, and that's how it happened. Okay, that's an interesting story. So like, uh, you never practice law, did you? I did, actually. So um, I went to University of Pittsburgh for law school. I ended up meeting my husband in Pittsburgh. He wasn't in law school, but I, I went to a party, no joke, rang the wrong doorbell, um, ended up going to not the party I was originally supposed <laughs> to go to, <laughs> met my husband there. And so I worked first as an attorney in Pittsburgh. And then his job took him to New York City. So then I followed, worked as an attorney in New York City. And then uh, we moved to Virginia. And then I was doing, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a consulting, not consulting, but a contract work for my original Pittsburgh law firm. But they were flying me uh, right outside uh, of Boston, the Braintree. And then when we moved to Texas, which is actually where I'm from originally, from Houston, I studied for the Texas bar exam, um, which is actually quite challenging because they have oil and gas on it and I knew nothing about it. And so I um, had to learn that. Um, anyway, and so while I was waiting for those results, I ended up taking a temporary job relieving someone of their job at um, Progressive Insurance in their claims department with high level claims that were on litigation because after my first job after college, um, I worked for three years as a claims adjuster. And so I did pass the Texas bar, but in the meantime, I really liked that job and they liked me. And even when the woman came back from maternity leave, we just both started working there. Um, so that's when I stopped working 
as um, as an attorney was when I went back into claims for progressive insurance. It's an interesting story. You <laughs> <laughs> have done a lot of things in your life. <laughs> I have. <laughs> so now tell us what are you curious about right now? You know, what I'm curious about right now, especially since, you know, I'm a real estate agent right now, is how everything with COVID and working from home is going to impact the housing market. And, and not just that, but I really think that people are craving community. So a lot of people like working from home. It's great, you know, especially if you're married and you have kids. But like, for example, I have a daughter who's in her 20s and she's just graduated, started her first job. But to me, I'm like, who wants to be sitting at home? You know, it's your first job. You know, you're missing all that camaraderie, the fun, going to happy hour, all that kind of stuff. So I think there's definitely a lot of people who still want that community. So what I'm kind of thinking would be super cool um, is if builders were to start building communities, you know, based on what's happening with COVID, um, where you could have like everybody could still have their house, but maybe a communal space where people could gather maybe a big kitchen, or maybe you have it multi-generational to where, um, you know, you have retirees and young people who have children. And, you know, it's a win-win where the retiree gets, you know, to help with the children. I just feel like maybe all this is going to change how we live. And uh, that is your biggest curiosity for now, isn't it? I really think, yeah, I've been thinking about how this is all going to, you know, I have a lot of curiosities. I mean, we could talk all day, Karen, you know what I mean? But as it relates to uh, the purposes of this podcast and real estate, I would say I'm really wondering, and also, you know, autonomous vehicles, um, you know, the goal, right, is that everybody shouldn't have a car, but that it's... Um, you know, you call up, you, you call up a car and it comes and takes you autonomously where you need. And so then they're talking about, okay, people aren't going to have to have garages anymore. So that, you know, the homes will be completely different from the homes of today. Um, so there's just so much going on right now with how our communities are going to look in the future. I'm very curious about that. You have some great curiosities, like a great <laughs> brain, if I will say that. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, my next question is, please tell us, what do you think is the most common myth in the field of real estate? So it's interesting, and I definitely have to make a distinction between residential real estate and commercial real estate. Um, so for any listeners who are in commercial real estate or want to get into commercial real estate, what I'm saying, I don't think applies because that commercial real estate is very much cold calling, getting on the phone, putting deals together. It's not, I don't think, as much of a relationship business. But um, in residential real estate, it's what I would have thought prior to it is that, oh, you know, it's about the property. It's about the real property. Um but what I find now is, you know, as long as you, I mean, you absolutely, of course, you have to know the contract, you have to know what you're doing, but, but in order to be successful, it, you've got to make it about the people. And, you know, so far, I haven't done any real marketing other than um, getting referrals. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about getting into digital marketing, because it's the wave of the future. And frankly, it's kind of fun to make these videos. <laughs> 
um, to post on the, on social media, but it's really about uh, relationships. And when I look at my reviews, uh, testimonials that people have given me, it's all about how I put people first, how I'm honest, how, you know, if I think the the property isn't good for them, I'll say it, which I do, because I got to sleep at night, you know, <laughs> and I don't want, I, I'm just, that's just not how I'm wired to put people in a bat. I, I just can't do it. But, um, but so what I found is, it's really just about the people, because, and I think that actually, working at Progressive Insurance for so many years, um, where you have literally like 150, 200 claims at a time, and they're very focused on customer service, it really gave me that customer service background. So I'm very focused on that. And I think it's a, it's a relationship business and I didn't realize how much of a relationship business it is prior to getting into it. Absolutely. Like it is the biggest expense of their life and the investment that they're gonna do. Right, exactly. <laughs> and they have to live there. So like, that's another thing. It's not just an investment, like a stock or this, it doesn't impact you on a daily basis. Like I've told people like, I don't think you should get this house. You're on a busy street or there's a, this or that. Like, oh, I didn't think about that. It's like, well, yeah, think about it. Cause you're gonna hear it all the time. You know what I mean? Or, um, and they've ended up, you know, getting into another property. We're so happy, you know? So, yeah. Absolutely. They're going to live there and you have to sleep nicely in your bed. At, yeah, you know, <laughs> like or else you won't be able to sleep. <laughs> That's yeah, um, you know, like you got to live with yourself, you know. So you want people to have the best for them. Absolutely. Uh, so, Dalpana, now tell us what was your biggest failure to know, and what was the lesson learned from it. So I don't know that I'd call it a failure. Um, but it's interesting. We talked about my going to law school. We talked about how I actually didn't work, you know, as a attorney uh, for that long, like three years in firms and then, you know, doing that contract work after that. And then, you know, it's like I joke that I've worked my way down the corporate ladder, you know, like first as an attorney. <laughs> Then, uh, you know, insurance and then as a real estate agent, you know, as a real estate agent, you don't need a college degree, right? You have to pass the licensing exam, but you don't. And, and I'm very happy in what I'm doing now. In fact, much happier than I was working as an attorney. So what I've learned from that is um, you, you, well, let me back up and say that there was a lot of pressure in my family to get a graduate degree. Both my parents um, were PhD scientists. In fact, interesting factoid, um, my dad is credited with discovering plant life in Antarctica. So he was um, quite um, Imre Friedman, if anybody, he's mentioned actually in Carl Sagan's book, Cosmos briefly. But so, you know, what I learned from that is it's not all about the degree, and even more importantly, I learned that you can reinvent yourself. I feel like I've reinvented myself um, substantially throughout my life and that you can do it, you know, whenever you want. That's, I feel like that's the lesson is that you can reinvent yourself. You get to change your mind, you know, you get to change your mind and do what you want to do. So degrees is like just a paper, piece of paper uh, that cannot decide the future if I put it in Albert Einstein's words. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends. Like if you wanna be a doctor, obviously you have to have the degree, right? So, but 
but in so many um, instances, you don't need it. And it's more what you bring to the table. As far as you bring good to the table, uh, it doesn't matter if you have right. a degree or not. <laughs> right, okay. exactly. So Daphna, my next question is, please tell us in your opinion, what do you think is the biggest personality trait that one should cultivate to succeed in real estate or in business in general? So the biggest personality trait, um, you know, in real estate, I would say a lot of different things come to mind. You have to be able to juggle a lot of things at one time, but not let the other people, people know that you're juggling a lot of things <laughs> at one time. Um, you have to be a very good problem solver. Um, like uh, one technique I use is I'll literally lower if people are stressed out. I did this. I learned this in claims. I lower my voice and talk very slowly to kind of, you know, bring it down, right? Um, but again, and I know I, this is going to kind of be a recurring theme, is customer service. So I really think that, you know, if you say you're going to call someone, call them. If you say you're going to be there, be there. If you and be available, like, you know, while I love my job, the, you know, the one frustration, and I think a common myth, you know, frankly, about real estate is people say like, oh, you can control your time. No, you absolutely cannot control your time. You know, if you're working with buyers, listings, you can control your time more. But with buyers, I'd say you really cannot control your time because if something comes on, you know, you especially, um, and I think this is, you know, throughout the United States right now, it's such a seller's market. And I know here, I mean, it's just crazy with multiple offers. I mean, you have to jump and you have to be available. So again, it all comes back to customer service, I think. And, you know, that's true in any job, right? Where you're an entrepreneur and you want, and you're pre-generating your own business. Like if you work for a corporation, as long as you kind of do your job and you meet, you know, the expectations and you get decent reviews, you're okay. But if you're an entrepreneur, and I know your podcast is, you know, about being an entrepreneur, you absolutely have to focus on the person because every person is going to spread the word about you and bring you more business. That's great. I learned like around three to four things in just one sentence that you said. <laughs> <laughs> like that's incredible. Talk slowly and lower your voice. And there was another learning uh, wherein you said it's all about the customer first. If your customer is good uh, and happy, then he's going to spread your word. So you have got a lot of wisdom. So my next question is, Daphna, although you look 20, my question is, if we put you in that time capsule, okay, uh, and take you back to when you were 20 year old, what would be the first and the best advice that you would give to 20 year old Daphna, which would have a major impact on the entrepreneurial journey? The first thing that comes to mind is don't worry so much. Um, I was an incredible worrier about everything. And it's interesting when you say go back to your 20s. So I have uh, one of my children is in their 20s, a recent graduate from college. And I'm seeing how, and it's just reminding me how the decade of the 20s is maybe the most pivotal decade of your life. The most, um, at least for me, anxiety producing, I'm not speaking for my child. Um, 
you know, because so many decisions take you this way or that way. Now, again, I do believe you can reinvent yourself. I strongly suggest that. But even like, let's say picking your life partner, which a lot of people do in their 20s, or, you know, a lot of people do stick with whatever kind of uh, professional path they pick at that point. But somehow it works out, you know, and I spent an incredible amount of time uh, worrying and, you know, oh, you know, I have to tell you, Kieran, my, one of my all time favorite quotes, which I remind myself. So there's, do you know who Dale Carnegie is? He was a famous. Yes. Um, so in the United States, I think he was even in the 50s and he was a, a, a very famous speaker and author. He had classes basically about interpersonal relationships. He wrote a very famous book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And he also wrote a, a lesser known book um, called uh, How to Stop Worrying and Stop and How stop to Stop living. Worrying yeah. and Start <laughs> Living. Yeah. So there's a quote in there from a French philosopher. And if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, it's Montagna. And the quote is, my life has been full of terrible misfortunes most of which have never happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Isn't that great? That is. <laughs> so, so I will just repeat that to myself and I'll be like, Daphna, it's going to be okay. And you know what? I mean, it, it is. And I think that's true for everybody, right? We worry about these things and in the end it's fine. You know, so I would tell my 20 year old self, don't worry so much. <laughs> like it's always uh, harder and difficult and gianter in your mind. While in the real life, it turns out to be a tiny thing and you can just take it on or else you will just survive it through anyways. <laughs> Even <if> exactly. It <laughs> so true. So goal. true, Kieran. So Daphna, my next question is, uh, what is that one life lesson that your job, real estate has taught you, which everybody should learn at some point in their life? So I think, again, it's about being outwardly focused, which goes back to the customer service. So when, you know, customer service, you're not focused on yourself, you're focused on what's good for the other person. And it kind of ties into a lot. I've been um, studying a lot about having kind of a gratitude mindset lately. And I think it all ties in, right? Because having a gratitude mindset to me is also about being outwardly focused. I, I also do a lot of volunteer work and <clears throat> I get just an immense uh, sense of purpose and, and gratification um, from that. So I think what my job has told me because it's all customer driven, right? It's client driven and that's being outwardly focused. And I think it just has ripple effects to in general, we should be outwardly focused, focus on others. And that brings us happiness inside when we focus on others focus on others and uh, that will find you your happiness I, I, I honestly believe that <laughs> I really do that's okay. why they say like if you're depressed you should volunteer if you're depressed you should volunteer yeah <laughs> get out of your own head and do for others you know it's so true I believe it I really do great so my next question is uh, is there a story behind you becoming a real estate agent? Like, would you like to share something with us who gave you that idea of becoming a real estate agent? It's a crazy story. Uh, yeah, so I'll tell you what happened. So I had, um, and it's not some uh, 
yeah, it's not like it was well thought out. So I'll say that from, from the very beginning. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what had happened is I had, you know, my parents had both uh, passed and I had kind of quit my job at Progressive to take care of them. Um, I'm an only child. And so basically it all fell on me and, and I invested a lot of time. And as you can imagine, emotional energy into that. So then I had a friend who's actually, she was a newer friend to me. And she was going through a divorce and um, she hated her job and she needed another job, blah, 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 blah. I knew that like 10 or 15 years ago, she had been a real estate agent. And uh, I don't even know why I said it, Kieran. I just blurted out without much thought, why don't you go into real estate and then we can be partners. It'll be fun. And, you know, she said, okay. <laughs> so, so next thing I know, you know, uh, I take the exam and, and we're off and running and it just honestly, and um, we're, we're not partners anymore and haven't been for a few years just because we didn't need to be like, we were both kind of um, doing our own thing, but um, that's, it was, it was just, a, I blurted it out and, <laughs> and it was ended up being a good, good thing. <laughs> so it just happened to you. Like there was no prior thinking, no planning. I always liked, you know, going to open house. I love going into houses. I love houses. And I know that I knew that I, I think um, I like people like I love, I just love meeting new people. I love it, love it, love it, love it. So it just, I, it just came to me and I blurted it out. Yeah. Nice. And it has worked out pretty well till now. <laughs> it has, it has, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> so Daphna, my next question is, uh, if you could tell us about a productivity hack that you use for yourself, which you would recommend to all the entrepreneurs out there. Yes. And, you know, it's very simple. I have to say it's not going to be um, some, you know, website or some blah, blah, blah. I'll hmm. tell you what it is. It's on everybody's phone and it's three-way calling. So I actually use it a lot. Like, let's say I'm talking to someone and, you know, oh, well, I wonder if blah, 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 blah you know, rather than like take all this time, I feel, I find that writing emails takes forever, you know, because you have to get the wording just right. But if you make a phone call, it's much more efficient. So I frequently will say, I don't know, let's get them on the phone right now. Do you have a minute? And so I frequently um, do three-way calls on my phone. And not only that, but in real estate, uh, I want to make sure because of legal liability that my client hears it directly from uh, the source, whatever the source may be. And I don't want anything lost in translation. And so I will do three-way calls and, um, and it's much more efficient and, and yeah, it's simple. And, and, and I, I think it's great. So three-way call it is. Yeah. Okay. So now tell us if you could start a business tomorrow, Rakhna, okay. All over again, including real estate, what business you would you choose and how would you like to operate it? Operate it. It would definitely be, I don't know exactly, I'll be honest with you, but it would definitely be around building community. And I find that in my volunteer work, I like to build community. Um, and so one thing that immediately comes to mind and kind of has a little bit to do with the, the housing I was talking about earlier I think there's a lot of um, people who are lonely, people who live alone, people, you know, who don't know what to do, but I would, but, you know, that sounds quite complicated to me to start a whole housing uh, community. Uh, so 
you know, one thought is this idea, you know, of pairing retirees with people who need childcare. I, I think that's such a win-win. It benefits, you know, the working parents. They have somebody they can trust. It benefits the child. A lot of people don't have grandparents around and this could be, a, you know, a loving figure. It, it benefits the, um, the retiree, you know, because maybe they're bored and don't know what to do. Um, so I, 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 I hope somebody starts this business because it probably won't be me, but um, pairing people, and even if it's not people who need childcare with retirees, but people who have, you know, we don't have villages anymore, right? Like we used to have these families and we have villages and now people are all kind of doing it on their own. So I think some kind of business that marries people's needs together um, would be a fantastic business. That is a great idea. And I believe you would be following this dream very soon, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so talking about digital marketing, you had a talk and you have a YouTube channel, right? So how do you think digital marketing is influencing real estate business? Well, that's interesting. Yes. So I'm just now learning about um, digital marketing, but you know what they say when you start learning about digital marketing is it is that people want to work with people they know, trust, and like. So if they see, you know, uh, you digitally, and especially through the use of video, they kind of get a sense of who you are, right? And they can know, like, oh, I know this person, this person seems honest, this person seems trustworthy, especially in real estate. So in, in another profession, maybe you go in, you purchase a product, you know, in real estate, I mean, you're spending unbelievable amounts of time <laughs> with people. I mean, you really get to know them and, and you can see them potentially in, um, in uh, maybe a little private moments where they're maybe having a discussion with their spouse, you know, about what they want or don't want. And you have to be absolutely respectful of that and um, and keep it to yourself and then, and, you know, not blah, blah, blah about it. And then, you know, let them have their own space. So they have to know, trust and like you. And I think that for any entrepreneur, even if it's, you know, more of a transactional, like you go into a store, you buy something, they still, you know, want to know, trust and like you. And they want to know, um, like we have here headquartered in Seattle, Nordstrom's, which is a big department store. And one of the reasons that people continue to go is because they have such excellent customer service. That's kind of what they're known for. So I think even if it's a more transactional business, people want to know, trust and like you, that it all comes down to that. And I think digital marketing can kind of introduce you to a lot of people through the use of video. For sure. Through the use of video, you can reach out to more and more people. That makes sense. And that is excellent. So my next question is, uh, if you could tell us a golden nugget, okay, about a golden nugget from the real estate or business life of yours, okay, which could have a major impact on all the entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs out there. So what would be that golden nugget you would like to share with us? Ooh, okay. Let me think about that. I think that, and it's frankly, it's something that I wish that I had done more of, quite frankly, and it's to be more, for entrepreneur, I think it's to be more purposeful in what you do. So rather than be reactive, because as an entrepreneur, you're like, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do this. And sometimes it doesn't feel that you have enough time to, to plan, 
and be um, more purposeful in what you do and, and, and set these clear objectives and follow them. Um, and so, and I'm not saying that I did this, you know, but I think that I've learned because I didn't, that I think that that is extremely important is to be um, more, uh, have specific parameters rather than be reacting in kind of, uh, yeah, in that kind of mode when doing your business, which I think is easy to do because you're, um, you know, you're, you're, you're like trying to get it, blah, 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 but have specific goals and, and do it that way. Be more purposeful. Be more purposeful would be the advice. Okay. Uh, so Dalpna, now tell us, is there any question I didn't ask you? Okay. But you would like to answer it, but because I didn't ask you, you were not able to answer it. So what would be that question? And what would be your answer to that question? I'd love for you to ask me about some of my volunteer work that I do. <laughs> okay, please do. So please tell us about your volunteer work. Yeah, so one of my big passions, um, aside from real estate, so what you probably don't know about me, Kieran, I don't know if you saw that online when you're researching me, is that both my parents were Holocaust survivors um, from Budapest, Hungary. And so I'm making it my, my mission to help try to do what I can to fight anti-Semitism, racism, and also, um, you know, other marginalized groups, like in the, uh, there's a lot of marginalized groups out there. And so towards that end, I'm a volunteer here um, with the Holocaust Center for Humanity. And I share my parents' story of how they survived with school children throughout the area. And, I, and a lot of that is talking about so, you know, they call it, they used to call it a by, so there's a bystander is someone who sees something happening and doesn't do it. And now we have the term called upstander. So an upstander is somebody who sees something and does something. So I talk a lot in my talk. And if anybody's interested, um, I'm actually giving my presentation. It's usually the school children, but on October 19th, um, if you Google the Holocaust Center for Humanity, in Seattle and you go to their lunch and learn series, I'm telling my parents story, it's free. Yeah, there's absolutely no charge. Uh, we're just trying to get the word out to, to, because we're all the same, right? And it's just horrible what happens when we see people as other. And in fact, there's genocide going on in the world right now. So in various countries, I mean, this isn't something that's way in the past, it's happening now. And so I'm very committed to doing what I can to stop that. So October 19th, Holocaust Center for Humanity, you can register for free um, to the lunch and learn. It's at noon Pacific time. So it's October 19th, guys. Yes. Mark the date. So please tell us where the listeners can find you, Daphna. So, well, because I have a quite unusual name, Daphna Robin, R-O-B-O-N, hmm. um, if you Google me, you'll find me. Um, I have, you know, I have my website, which I have to say is brand new. My company brokerage just switched websites, so it's not exactly how I'd like it. I have a YouTube channel, and um, Kieran, you mentioned my reviews. I've got a lot of reviews on Realtor.com, on Zillow, on Yelp, on Google, so... Um, but I would, you know, very much welcome anybody reaching out to me to discuss, you know, anything we've talked about today. I love connecting with people 
and I would very much enjoy it. Okay, so that was today's episode of the Sparkling Entrepreneur Show. Today we have Daphna Roban with us. Daphna, thank you so much for being on the show. Do follow her, guys, and thank you again, Daphna, for being on the show. Kieran, it's been a blast. <laughs> so much fun. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Really appreciate it. I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off. You guys take care. Till then, bye, guys. <laughs>